welcome to the Big Learner Relay 2022. This podcast is sponsored by the Driving Instructor and Trainers Collective, the signposting platform for the industry. My name is Terry Cook, and I'm going to be with you for the next few weeks as we take you alongside the relay. And in this episode, this introductory episode, we've got three very special interviews for you. We have the behind the scenes maestro, Amy Cullen. We have got the choir master, Chris Benstead, and we've got the legend that is Lou Walsh. They're all coming up on today's show, but please allow me to tell you a little bit about what's coming up over the future episodes. So during the relay itself, we're going to be doing episodes daily. We're going to be talking to some of the awesome sponsors of the relay, none of which would be possible without these guys. So we're going to be talking to them. We're going to be talking to some of the lead drivers, some of the committee members, all that kind of cool stuff, as well as getting regular check-ins with Lou Walsh and maybe even a few surprises on the way. That's coming up over the next few weeks. However, we also want to hear from you. So whether you're a lead driver, someone that's part of the convoy, maybe you are just someone that's supporting the relay a different way, maybe you just want to give a shout out to anyone taking part, we want to hear from you, we want your voice notes, so you can contact the show, leave ideally under 30 seconds for your voice note, up to a minute if necessary, but you can leave messages of support, you can leave a little story about what you're doing, you can tell us about your experience being part of the convoy, anything like that. And we want those in voice notes so we can add them onto the end of the show going forward. Now, the best way to submit these is to me personally. So if you head over to my website, which is www.theinstructorpodcast.com, over there you can find all the links to access me. So you can send me those via Messenger on Facebook or WhatsApp or text or email Whatever works for you, you can find all the stuff. Just contact me over there. And if you want to find your questions at me first, feel free, but we want your voice notes put into the show. Just before we dive into the interviews, I want to just make a mention. If you hang about until the end of the show, we'll give you some information about how you can donate, the different ways you can donate, and the way that I am looking to raise some money for children in need. Hang about till the end of the show for that information. I should just mention before we get stuck into the interviews that I was having some audio trouble around at the time of recording these. So I actually recorded all of the interviews with a different microphone. So if you notice some discrepancies, that's why. But for now, we're going to get stuck into the interview. So we've got Lou Walsh coming up, Chris Benstead, and we're starting off with the wonderful Amy Cullen. And we're now joined by the ever-delightful and somewhat a teeny wee bit nervous, Amy Cullen. How are we doing, Amy? I'm not bad, thank you, Terry. How are you? I am all the better for seeing your smiley face. And a, and a big thank you for joining us today on this episode of the BLR podcast. I love the name. So I'm going to start off by asking you about your role. What is your role within the Big Learner Relay? So I... Uh, have worked for Louise and Blaine for a number of years with drivinginstructor.tv and now Go Green and Louise's development of the Big Learner Relay. I just sort of naturally gravitated towards helping out with that. And initially, when I think back to nine years ago, my job was just purely phoning the, I think it was then 196 locations that we were due to stop at and getting permission to pull into the car parks. 
that was my job role nine years ago. And over time, this has morphed into something that is almost quite unbelievable. And when people ask me what I do for a, a living or how I what I do for my job, I cringe a little bit because I think, oh gosh, it's going to sound unbelievable. So apart from the locations, we have developed a relationship with the BBC. So our now non-corporate fundraising partners, I think it's only just us that are non-corporate fundraising partners. We have a licensing agreement to use the Pudsies. So each year, there's quite a lot of red tape and forms and jumping through hoops to ensure that we've got the licensing agreement. Um, so I do all of the compliance to do with that. And then quite a few years ago, it was decided that actually BLR couldn't just end in some car park off the magic roundabout or some random place. So the committee thought it would be a great idea to have a sort of grand finale. So around the January time of each year, thinking cats go on, we have our committee meeting, we'll look at our options. Usually Lou has a fair idea of what theme it needs to be. It might tie into some sort of event 50 years of or something like that, which is one of the reasons why we went to the Space Centre a few years ago. And I then go away and try and engineer how we um, secure that location free of charge. And, you know, some of the most interesting ones have been the likes of Donington and Silverstone, because my initial conversations with them have been, well, we charge £25,000 for half a day on the track. And I'm like, <laughs> great, well, that's not going to happen. So what can we do? Um, and has and it's been really amazing. And then on from that, it's like, well, we can't just do a grand finale and say thank you very much and send everybody away. So let's have a party. So then it's about finding a hotel that can accommodate 140 plus people um, that's not ridiculously expensive that can host us on Children in Need Appeals Day. And they often say to me, well, how flexible are you on the date? We're not. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So we try to then launch all the party ticket stuff, everything in April. But this year has been really uncertain with COVID. We didn't want to go selling loads of tickets, something we weren't 100% sure was going to go ahead. But fortunately, it's all fine. And then another part of my role um, is all the merchandise. So Collingwood, amazing people at Collingwood who sponsor our spots each year, which reduces the price by half to all the instructors uh, securing other sponsorships. I know that you're going to be talking to some of our supporters uh, through your podcast, which is amazing. And without them, there is no way that we could run the BLR because we do have expenses. I'm not paid by BLR. Every single bit of money that we make through fundraising, through the party, through the shop is all towards uh, BBC Children in Need. Uh, some of the stuff with the party, we just make sure we hold back. So we've got the deposit for the next year's party. Otherwise, it's coming out of our own pockets. So I hope that pleases everybody. Every single penny of your hard, hard uh, worked fundraising does actually go to BBC Children Needs. So thank you very much. And the merchandise, again, we look at things like the flags and the compliance with the um, Pudsy on the spots and what we have to do around that. So. On top of that, you then add all of the lo location confirmations <laughs> that I have to do. And I literally sit on a phone for
for 40 hours a week from the beginning of September. Louise and Blaine do a fantastic job of recruiting all of the instructors, plotting them around the country, working out a route where each location is a set amount of time away from the previous location and the next location. And we have quite a specific criteria for what our location should be like. So I am then sent a, a map or a spreadsheet of all these locations. And then, of course, we have one or two or three or four that say no, or we have a driving instructor that says, actually, that's a really rubbish car park or they've got a parking eye or something like that. And then I have the job of trying to find ulterior alternative locations that fit the criteria. And that can be quite time consuming, as can chasing the people that you started communicating with at the beginning of September. And we're now nearly the beginning of November and I'm tearing my hair out and I have to do Louise's <laughs> day planners before she leaves. So she's got all the information. And then what comes from that is the communication with the driving instructors on the lead car group, which is our little private group where they're given information about their locations. If there's a code to get in through a gate or if they're being met by somebody or the location wants photographs, whatever it is. But um, this year I've been really, really lucky because we've had a lovely lady called Wendy O'Kill who was involved in the very first BLR. Um, and she was the reason why Collingwood got involved. She sort of said, come on, come on, come on, get involved, get involved. And Wendy has helped me securing locations and she's just been an absolute diamond. She's just trucked through them. And, you know, I'd log on to Facebook and there are all these notifications. Wendy O'Kill has commented on, Wendy O'Kill has posted in the BLR group. And again, and I'm watching our spreadsheet that we share each location going green, 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 green. <laughs> so she's been absolute star this year and really, really big help to me. I'm noting that down. Get Wendy Hill on podcast. Wendy O'Kill. Wendy O'Kill. There we go. Get Wendy O'Kill on podcast. Um, fascinating because the, the the cool thing for me is is, is you got in touch and uh, dropped me a message and asked me to come and, and do the the podcast. And obviously, I'm very new to this world and 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 seeing you do all the behind the scenes stuff because anyone that knows me will know that you give me a microphone, ask me to talk, you ask me to edit, brilliant, all that stuff, admin. Behind the scenes stuff, not my strong point. So when I'm I'm communicating with you, and then all of us now get binged into this group and this message, and then this fit, and it's like, oh, this is how we what being organised looks like. This is brilliant. Um, so yeah, I think you're doing a remarkable job. But you mentioned there about the the grand finale. Uh, so I'm going to kind of ask you a double barreled question about that. So first of all, do you have a sort of a favourite? grand finale and then do you want to tell us a bit about this year's favorite grand finale or favorite moment or something that stands out i think donnington was stunning because seeing the hard work of securing this like first real proper proper manic grand finale um and all the support there was just amazing to see that you know when you've worked so hard towards something and then you can stand back and look at it come to fruition so Donington will always be very special for me from that point of view Silverstone again the amount of people that we had turn up at Silverstone and the atmosphere and I fought so hard to secure Silverstone saying, oh, you know, it'd be about 60 to 80 cars and we're counting 110, 111. <laughs> and I'm sort of like, could you just go and hide in that back car park? <laughs> um, and 
we were so well looked after at both Donington and Silverstone and just standing on the sort of gantry watching everybody and the most amazing thing about Silverstone is that they had something like a three mile track and by the time the first cars were finishing the last cars hadn't even yet started (laughs) there were so many of us and it's a phenomenal sight and I think above the phenomenal sight is just the attitude and the atmosphere and the joy of seeing all these people that have probably communicated over Facebook and they've just got one thing in common despite them being in Scotland or in uh, Devon and they're just amazing so and of course um, Nosley Safari Park well that was different and the the fun factor of um, you know seeing some some daredevil instructors driving driving through the monkey enclosures and the damage and things and and I was again I had a brilliant time I was set up to go to the um line enclosure before the cars arrived and I was taken out of the car and I was taken up to the fence to <laughs> stroke the tigers you know <laughs> not really I wasn't going too close um and you know the park rangers all signing spots on the car and just having that really personal I mean Donington they they I pegged it from Donington as soon as possible because I got so many commitments on the last day with reporting to the BBC our pledge and keeping track of our totals so I pegged it and the guy um at Donington phone said where are you and I said well just at the hotel and he said well you need to come back we've got our famous favorite sports car to take you on a proper lap around the track and I was like oh no I can't believe I've missed out on that so yeah, those, I mean, they're all very, very, very special. All of our grand finales have been very special to me. And do you want to tell us a bit about this year's? So we are absolutely blessed to be going to Goodwood, um, another track. And it's very exciting. Again, they've been superb at accommodating us because they're actually, they have things going on the track. So they've given us the sort of lunchtime slot. And it's nice because Goodwood is different because we've got this, hint of vintage that comes into the kind of track experience as well which is what's going to be reflected hopefully in our evening parties that it's smart with the hint of vintage so with all of the tracks that we um go to we are very aware that driving instructor insurance does not cover you to be on a track of any shape or form and we're also very aware that it's not easy to secure that insurance. I know that places like Waveney have been absolutely superb about sort of doing a bit of a blanket. Well, you know, if you're insured with us and you're taking part, we're all right with this. But I have to say you need to check. But from experience, we it's, it's incredibly low risk. So when everybody arrives, we will be asking you to um, make sure you come with the um, disclaimer signed. I will have spare copies there. Um, But there are some very, very simple rules that you need to be aware of. So the first thing is that there are no learner drivers behind the wheel. They're welcome to come along and join you, but you have to be the one driving. We also have a speed restriction of 30 miles an hour, I'm afraid. So we're not racing around the track or anything. And this is done intentionally because we need to keep everybody safe. And one of the hilarious things is being on the gantry at Donington and the cars all going off at their 30 miles an hour, still <laughs> really excited. 
And the guys on the track, you know, come on, come on, get going, get going, come on, come on, bunch up, bunch up. And I just kind of looked down at him and I said, they're driving instructors, you know, <laughs> two second rule, you're not going to get them any closer, uh, which was absolutely brilliant. So it's a very, very low risk. And most people just take part in the events and be in the event and know that, you know, it's it's all going to be as safe as we can possibly make it. But there will be this disclaimer. I think it is online, but I will double check on the website and we'll obviously put it on our social media platform. So I'd really appreciate it if you could um, make sure you print those off and sign them because I don't really have an, a printer ink budget. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, anything else you want to mention on uh, while you're joining me today? I just think everybody's amazing, really. I can't, you know, me, Louise Blaine, the rest of the committee could be working as hard as we do, but none of it happens without you guys, you know, from you, the supporters, the sponsors, to the driving instructors and the pupils. And I'm loving this year, not only seeing our, our regulars that are there supporting us every single year and turning up in convoys or being lead cars where needed, but the news that, you know, I'm getting emails from PDI saying, this is my first year and <laughs> where do I do this and how do I do that? I'm not a lead car or anything, but I want to come and join in. And I love that. And I think the impression that I get from the industry, obviously, like I've said, I'm not in the industry, is that it can be quite an isolating job for you guys. So to have something that brings you together, unites you, hopefully, and helps you guys feel a bit of community spirit outside your franchise or uh, your own school then it's a real privilege to be involved in that i think uh i think we can proclaim you an honorary member of the industry um <laughs> and i suppose the last question uh our last thing for you would be do you have a message for anyone that's taking part in the, the big learner relay this year yes i think that this message really goes out to the the newbies the the new lead cars don't panic trust trust the system <laughs> um don't be worried about lou being in the back of your car she's not there in any sort of formal capacity um she's just really there to make sure that things run smoothly on the ground um and to enjoy every part of it and you know this is our ninth year it works you guys have just got to find the most direct route from A to B if you've got pupil fantastic and just the most important thing is that the lead cars are there and it doesn't matter if you've got nobody joining you in your convoy and sometimes they're the nicest ones apparently or if there are 35 of you convoying it's all amazing as long as you're there and you can keep the convoy going. And don't worry about it. It's, it. You will have so much fun. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking time out to join us on this episode of the, the podcast. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for uh, taking on the challenge of making <laughs> our po podcast each night. And, uh, and it's been a pleasure to meet you face to face, Terry. And we're now joined by the choir master, Chris Benson, how are we doing, Chris? Um, really good, yes. Yeah, I, I don't walk around with a stick in my hand waving it at people. It makes me look like Harry Potter. But yes, I, it is one of my many titles. I did once do a fancy dress as Harry Potter. Um, 
there is a similarity or there was when I had hair um yes so uh, but yes you are the choir master and that's why I wanted to get you on this uh this first uh, episode of of the BLR podcast 2022 uh, for those who don't know um you have created songs theme songs for the the big learner relay over the past what, seven or eight years so I think the first question I want to ask you is what what made you do a theme song? Um, it was the Lou Walsh challenge. Um, Louise has this thing where she looks at you and she says, go on then. So we got to year two. Um, I, you know, reg- regularly work in rhyme in various different ways. And when we need a song and she looked at me and said, go on then. So I did. So I collared a pupil who l- luckily was very theatrical. And um, yeah, we we took it from there, and and it went from strength to strength. We suddenly realised that I can't sing, so I needed more people to to drown me out. So the choir was born, and at that point, I was like Gareth Malone. It was great, but not something I expected to be on my CV. The the what I've enjoyed doing is is looking at the progress. Because anyone listening to this now, if you haven't, go back and check out because we've got them all on the uh, we've got them all on the podcast as as special episodes with intros from yourself. So go back and check them out. But I've enjoyed seeing that progress from the first one you did with your student in the car to your solos to getting Ludo in a solo to the choir. Um, that's been a really interesting thing for me. But then we fast forward to now, you released this year's, but you've gone back to. Uh, to solo again so what made you go back to solo um oddly covid um so i found that covid destroyed my creativity i couldn't rhyme i couldn't write stuff i I really struggled beginning of it you know yeah it's quite nice i actually entered a couple of poetry competitions um that, that came up when when we suddenly realized we had a bit of free time on our hands and but after that i've i've don't know. I don't know what it was. Something just kind of, I, I wasn't even singing along to songs on the radio. I it, And that's, you know, normally, there's normally something, you know, voices in my head at least. And uh, if it's if it's music, I'm normally humming along in the car and it, it disappeared. So I said said to, to Lou and the committee, I, I don't think there's going to be a song because I really can't put something together. It's It's just not working. And then... All of a sudden, I pulled into my mum and dad's driveway with a song, uh, a song choice, because actually that's one of the big things about the BLR, uh, the BLR song, is it's a it's got to be on point. It's got to be in in keeping with the theme. There needs to be a bit of a hook and a, and a relevance to it. So it's not just about pick a song and rewrite lyrics. It, it's got to be BLR relevant. I had the song, it worked, I had the hook, and 15 minutes later, um, I, th- I think it, w- it was all on paper, um, written out. So something lifted, unfortunately, a bit too late to be able to get 20 driving instructors into the middle of a field um, to, to record in our in the studio that Mr King kindly lets us, uh, lets us use for the choir um and uh yeah i i just went especially after the whole covid thing we need a song we I, it feels like a bit of a rebirth 
this year in the way that it's the proper relay and everybody's really excited. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to be the one that burst that bubble. I want to offer my services now. That if you ever cover uh, the World in Motion song, I will do the John Barnes rap. Um, and I, I pity the people who listen to that. Um, do you have a favourite of all the songs? Is there one that stands out to you above all of us? Um, no. I, I, I genuinely love all of them for different reasons. And it is a journey. Uh, each one's been relevant for, for a really good reason. And I, yeah, I, I don't think there are any. The, the, the first one was the scariest because I can't sing. Um, you know, I, I, I can I can hum all right, but once the words come out, it's not so good. And I, I don't know, you, I was really putting myself on a block. The second one, I had to kind of compete with the first one. Um, and that one, I actually ended up in a recording studio. So that that was outside my comfort zone on a whole nother level. And then we hit choir and I'm, st- I'm stood in front of people who look at me like I'm supposed to know what I'm talking about. It took me back to that first lesson you teach as a PDI. When you go, I can drive a car, but I really haven't got a blooming clue. I'm going to have to front this up a bit. And um, yeah, that you know, there was a, a journey of fear, but actually, favourite songs. I, I yeah, I'm I'm very proud of all of them. I don't do proud well. Uh, my kids will tell you that, um, but I am I am proud of all those songs. And yeah, I, I would struggle to pick my favourite or which you're probably not going to ask me to do, um, my favourite or or least favourite from all of them. I um, refunded my first ever lesson as a PDI because I was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrendous. <laughs> uh, I'll t- save the story for another day. But but yes, uh, but yes, I'm going to ask you, what is your favourite? I'm mailing it to one. What if you had to pick? I, the, the one that possibly means the most to me is the one that starts with Lou uh, singing solo. Largely because I thought she'd say no chance and she she bought into it. Um, largely because it's a Million Dreams from The Greatest Showman and it's a song that I loved and I really didn't want to ruin. But actually it fitted perfectly with where we were in, in the journey at that point. Um, and yeah, I, I think... There's sentiment involved in that one. Um, my favourite memory has to be when we tried to, during COVID, do the whole choir on a Zoom singing and you instantly realise the internet lag, the fact that people are hearing things at different times. Uh, it, no, you can't do that. So everyone did it individually and I butchered it into shape. Um, that that's probably my favourite memory because we were wetting ourselves uh, all at different times as well because even the laughter wasn't timed together, uh, let alone the song. Um, I am going to put it out there. I'll tell you my favourite. It's the first one you did with uh, your student, Kirsty. I don't know why I love it. There's just a certain charm to it. And uh, I genuinely think that if are still in touch i think you should get her for a reunion at some point and do do another duet that would that would make my day 
but I'm not here to ask you to do duets with former students. Uh, I, I want to move on a little bit just briefly because we spoke about your songs. You are the choir master. However, you've been involved in the Big Learner Relay in, in, for a while. You're a committee member. So I'm keen to know what are some of your sort of favourite memories uh, or favourite things you've come across during your time with the, the BLR? I, I, it's such a big thing and I don't think anyone ever quite understands um, however much you kind of take a step back and look at it um, because it's massive and it's individual and personal for all the people involved. So there's there's so much to it. For, for me, I've loved the, I suppose, selfish bit. I've loved my suits because they ended up being part of the relay. We had the first party was a hint of spot um, and I was basically wearing a suit that was made up to look like the, the twister mat. Um, and that's the one that I kind of ended up being known for, that the, the suit started popping up in different places. We then had different themes each year that I managed to keep suits in um, in keeping with them, including one that I made myself. And, and for me, that's a little bit of a catalogue of, you know, my wardrobe is a catalogue of the different BLRs, um, and each of those then carries memories with it. But I think just knowing that the whole industry is better because of it um where the people engage with the relay or not they have benefited from it because it's brought people together it's made people think and and caused a real uniting of things that i don't think we'll we'll ever quite quite know how how much that's affected people but it, it it's to a level that we can't we can't even comprehend Lovely. Uh, and the last thing I'm going to ask you, because obviously you've been involved in it for a little while, you've been a lead car driver yourself. So I'm intrigued. Have you got a message for any lead car drivers, anyone taking part in the convoy? Uh, yes. Um, all you've got to do is turn up. As long as you turn up, you don't break the relay. Um, and then just focus on the fact that you get a car behind you and then encourage them to get a car behind them because that way it will grow to be whatever it is. Uh, some of the, the best pictures have been from little single dual car relays around the country um, that have then driven into car parks full of other cars, um, as well as the, some of the longest queues that we've had or caused. Um, you know, that's not your responsibility. Don't worry about it. You turn up. You do the job and you you make sure that you uh, escort Mrs. Walsh to her next destination and, um, you know, don't try and feed her a cake. Um, there's there's plenty of cakes doing the round. She'd much rather have some chopped up vegetables or something like that. So, you know, look after her. Um, do, do your job convoying her around the country and then, you know, let the rest of it sort, out, sort itself out. There's plenty of other instructors out there that will will happily join you in in celebrating so and and raising money as well um it's that's what it's all about and a little bit of a spoiler uh fast forward a little bit and you'll find out whether lou walsh actually agrees with that comment that she doesn't want cake but um yeah um, thank you for joining us on uh this this episode of the podcast chris it is appreciated pleasure to be here i'm looking forward to it all
Okay, so today on the Big Learner Relay podcast, we are joined by the maestro, the head honcho, the legend that is Lou Walsh. How are we doing, Lou? Hello, I'm doing good, thank you. Excellent. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for this year's Relay? <laughs> I'm off the scale. I'm absolutely ready. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've am i got a, a couple more days of work that I need to just kind of get over and uh, dedicate my time to, and then I can solely concentrate on getting myself ready mentally and of course physically and logistically um, but I'm ready to go absolutely well uh, thank you for joining us I've just got a few quick questions for you um so the first question I want to ask you what what is your favorite thing about the relay what do you enjoy the most um you know that the enthusiasm and the camaraderie and the general warmth every single time that I get out of the car in a different destination and I'm welcomed by familiar faces, but of course, some people who have never um, relayed before. Um, and just um, just this immense amount of, of gratitude that I have for the people who are um, making this vision real, really. That is just, it's awesome. It's just amazing, amazing thing to be part of. Yeah, I must admit, it's something I've noticed. Obviously, I'm just doing the little podcast, but just coming into this world for the first time, it's just everyone's so enthusiastic, everyone's so friendly, everyone's so giving. Anyone have asked for anything, whether it be you or Amy or, or Chris or any of the league cat or whoever it is, they've all just been super helpful and super forthcoming. Mm-hmm. And I think that our industry sometimes online doesn't always give that impression, but it's just such a lovely warm place. So I can, mm-hmm. I can definitely see why you say that. Um and I mentioned the lead car drivers there. Do you have a message? Do you have a special message or anything you'd like to say to anyone that's that's taking part in the Big Learner Relay this year? Just that I'm really excited to be joining you. So if you are listening to this and you are a lead car, I know that some of you are clearly a bit nervous. Um, please don't be. I'm, you know, it's uh, uh, it's totally unrelated to our normal work. Um, I couldn't do it without you. Don't also feel any guilt for um, how much you have or you haven't done or you haven't haven't prepared, whether you feel like you've got your local instructors on board or not, whether there's just one of you or there are 27 of you. It doesn't matter. And in fact, sometimes you might be um, surprised how many people will turn up you're not necessarily expecting um, and how many people continue to relay on from their previous legs or come up a leg or two to join a relay earlier than they would do. So very often there are more people there supporting than not. But I have to say that on the occasions where there are just one or two of you, those are very, very special uh, legs. And I do really enjoy those for various (laughs) reasons. Um, So um, just we just need you to just turn up um, and uh, preferably with a warm car. That would be my other (laughs) message, um, with a warm car and... um, I also appreciate that most of you are thinking about how to feed me, which is very nice. Um, but I quite like to not put on loads of weight this relay. So an apple and a bottle of water is absolutely fine. Thank you. Uh, apple, bottle of water <laughs> and heat and, and you'll be happy. But you will be in the back of the car. How should people feel about having you in the back of their car? Should they be intimidating, scared of, of the uh, the legend that is the No, Walsh not at all. Most of the time I'm far too busy to be paying you guys <laughs> any attention because I am uh, updating social media. I'm answering messages. I may well be talking to um, um, other 
media like BBC uh, might be um, asking for some details. Um, I'm, I tend to be really busy, but um, I, I certainly won't distract you in any way, shape or form. I'll tune into you, of course, and I'll tune into you and your learner at the point where I think it's appropriate for me to, to be saying hello and having a conversation and, and just generally enjoying the atmosphere with you. I, I will do. But um, obviously, being a driving instructor myself, I know um, very much that you might be in situations with your learners that you are just needing to help and support your learner from getting from one place to another um, and, uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll support that with you you know I'll yeah. <clears throat> give you some hints and tips about how we keep a convoy together um, and um, certainly I'm there to make your leg as um, successful as, and, and enjoyable as well as, as possible yeah and and it is you know uh, aiming to raise money and it would be great if the learners could learn but i suppose it'd also be pretty cool if everyone could enjoy it as well no i think that if you think about previous years one of the things that um is a, a reoccurring almost side effect of the the relay is the amount of instructors who say that their pupils really really enjoyed it they hadn't necessarily grasped the concept of what it was all about until it was kind of almost over really and um, and realized how much they had um, come on in their own driving so this bizarre 40 minutes of a drive that you might do that in in lots of ways is very different to a normal lesson um, so many instructors say that was the turning point in their learners um, journey learning their learning journey if you like um, and have gone on and done you know, really, really well done, done, come on leaps and bounds in, in their, um, uh, in their lessons as well. So, um, you know, sometimes I think that we, we neglect to realise how much somebody can be learning when we just change the emphasis slightly. Um, and I know this might sound a little bit bizarre, but when the instructor um, changes themselves, you know, when actually we butt out of somebody driving, they tend to get on and they do it perfectly all right. So, of course, if I'm distracting your instructor, it probably means that you're driving fairly independently and you're just going to get on with it yourself. So um, it's, uh, it, it's, it works well. It, it's, it's great to see. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, thank you for giving us a, a few minutes of your time today, Lou. Uh, I just want to give a quick reminder to everyone where they can uh, donate again. Uh, yes, that's uh, probably the easiest way of doing that is on the website, which is biglearnerrelay.co.uk. You can find the donate buttons there. Smashing. And, and as I said, thank you for joining us, and I hope that you have an awesome relay. We'll be catching up with a little bit uh, on different days throughout the relay, but I hope you have an awesome time. Thank you, Terry, and I'll speak to you um, yeah, throughout, no doubt. So a big thank you there to Amy, Chris and Lou for their time and uh, some, some lovely messages for everyone taking part in the BLR. However, I did say that I was going to tell you a little bit about how you can donate and how I'm helping to raise a little bit of money for children in need. So first of all, to donate, you can go to the Big Learner Relay website, so biglearnerrelay.co.uk. You could go to the Instructor Podcast website, which is www.theinstructorpodcast.com. You can find all the podcast episodes over there, as well as links to donate. You can go straight to the show notes, and you can click there. It'll take you through to donate as well. Or you can text. Now, you can text to 70085, and you just need to text the word PASS, and whatever number you want to donate. So if you want to donate £10, you will text the word PASS10, and that will donate £10 to 70085.
And please, if you can, do take a moment to donate. If you are able, donate whatever you can. Now, are you pretty sure that everyone in is, is in a position to donate? So if you can't donate, maybe take a moment to share this podcast or share some of the social media for the Big Learner Relay or, or do whatever you can, essentially. But it is for a brilliant cause in children in need, as you heard mentioned in the interviews there. As for what I'm doing, well, you may or may not be aware, but I run a premium subscription called the Instructor Podcast Premium, and that's cost £10 a month to anyone that subscribes. Now, in November, if you sign up, your sign-up fee will be donated to uh, the Big Learner Relay at the end of November. So anyone that signs up will have their fee for November donated. So whether you sign up for uh, the £2 tier or the £10 tier, or even if you sign up to the annual subscription, you will get November's instalment donated to the Big Learner Relay. And again, you can head over to theinstructorpodcast.com to find out more about that. But that's it for me for this episode. Really hope you've enjoyed it. Really hope you take a moment to go and click subscribe wherever you're listening and share it with all your fellow driving instructor friends. But for now, I'm just going to wish you a very happy relay.